0: Amen. How many of us are blessed by the first session? Hallelujah. Um, We're going to go into the main teaching session now. And what I'm going to do is um, come up, just explain very briefly how soul ties tie into the story of creation and the fall of man. And also what Jesus... um, Has come to do for us remember we started at the beginning that saying that for this purpose the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil to destroy the works of the evil one so ties are the works of the evil one in our lives and we're here to destroy them amen now this is what happened right from the beginning God created man and Adam came out of the loins of God. Genesis 1.26. It says, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. So, and the Bible says that in John 4.24 that God is a spirit. So, effectively, if you are made in the image of God, then it means that you are also a spirit. So, every man has a spirit. Right? So, you are a spirit. And the Bible says that God decided to you know mold the body of man from dust on the ground, and then he breathed into that mass of clay, and the Bible says that man became a living soul. So at the end of the day, we have man consisting of three components. Man now consisted of spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah! And that's why when Paul was praying in First Thessalonians chapter 5:23. He says that he prays that God will sanctify us wholly, spirit, soul, and body. Now, we need to find out what's the spirit for, what's the soul for, and what's the body for. The spirit is that part of you that came from God, that relates directly with God. So, if God wants to speak to you, he speaks to you through your spirit, right? The soul is your personality, is who you are. So, if you say that that guy is an angry person, it means that that is an expression of his soul. So we are actually talking about his soul. If they say that this man is depressed, we are actually talking about an expression of his soul. If they say this man is very emotional, we are talking about the expression of his soul, right? And of course, the body is the physical earth suit. So when you walk in now, like this official standing in front of me, I recognize him by his body. He's slightly tall I, let me say he's tall because I'm not as tall as him so so I'll say that he's tall now I can recognize him by his body but you see I need to see him behave maybe for five minutes for me to know more about his personality and whatever I see in those five minutes gives me an idea of what his soul is all about right The spirit is the part of you that cannot be seen. Only God sees your spirit. But of course, other spiritual entities in the spirit realm can recognize your spirit. But the spirit is not seen by physical eyes. So, as a human being, when you are walking around, your spirit, soul, and body, they are in action. Now, there is absolutely no way you can turn up to get a Nigerian passport by just being a spirit do you understand how many of you believe that angel gabriel exists you believe it does he have a passport why doesn't he have a passport if he exists you understand so you need a body to express yourself in the physical world in the spirit world you also need a spirit now of course we know we know very well that angels can manifest briefly in the physical world when God sends them on errands but primarily they don't have permanent bodies so we cannot tie them to any country and say that angel Gabriel is british or israeli or nigerian why because he's a spirit but we have that unique position where we are spirit we are soul and we are body You understand? Spirit, soul, and body. That was how God created us. And then God told man, he said, look, everything in this garden you can eat, except this one. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said that in the day that thou eatest it, thou shalt surely die. Now, surely die means that he was going to die spirit, soul, body in dying thou shall die so it meant that he was going to die in all those parts of his existence he will die spiritually he will die in his soul and he will die in his body but you notice that God said in the day that you eat thou shall surely die but the day Adam and Eve ate the fruit did they drop dead so that tells me that a part of them actually died but not their body Because they continue to exist on the natural plane after that day. So, effectively, what died was their spirit. Because when God came into the garden and tried to commune with Adam like he used to do, he could no longer locate Adam at his level. So, he had to call out to Adam, 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 where are thou? And Adam started making excuses. So, at that point, Satan had invaded the entire mankind. So, Satan had caught its connection with God spiritually, not only did Satan do that, Satan also invaded the soul of man and created perversion. Satan messed up the soul of man and of course, eventually, Satan messed up the body of man and created sickness and disease. So, sickness and disease and all those things are works of the devil. They are works of the enemy. Now, what did God do about it? God decided to set into motion a plan of redemption. And God's plan of redemption was to affect all the three layers that the sin affected. To affect the spirit, to affect the soul, and to affect the body. So the day you came out to give your life to Christ, what happened that day was that your spirit reconnected back with God. Hallelujah. The day you got saved, you did not grow in height. The day you got saved, we did not see a halo of fire on your head. The day you got saved, you didn't even grow taller. You didn't even forget your name. So it wasn't your soul that was affected. It wasn't your body that was affected, but it was your spirit. That's why the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Those things there are your spirit. So when you give your life to Christ, and you, you know, Pray the sinner's prayer and you come out and you know confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It is your spirit that got to be connected to God. But after that day, you have a task to do what? To renew your mind. The Bible says in Romans 12 2, that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you see that transformation only comes. By you renewing your mind with the word of God. So if you do not have a continuous diet of feeding on the word of God, then you cannot be transformed. It means that your outward life cannot reflect what has taken place in your spirit. As Christians, what we are doing is that we are outwardly reflecting the life that God has put into our spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what we are here to do as Christians. Now, in the process of you growing up, because none of us was born as a Christian, forget the fact that they took you to church while you were growing up. You were not a Christian. You were a churchgoer. You understand? I'm sure we understand. There's a difference between churchgoer and Christian. Christian means that you, are, you have received the Spirit of Christ and you are living according to the Spirit of Christ. That's different from just going to church. I was a church goer for many years before the Lord touched my life. You understand? So, as you are growing up, your mind is taking information. Your soul is taking information from different things happening all around you. Your soul is receiving training, even from your friends. When you become a teenager, you begin to look at different things together. You begin to do different things together. And as such, your soul is getting trained. Getting trained, getting trained, getting trained, especially in bad things. When you now get born again, you now need to renew your mind. You need to take in God's word to renew your mind so that your entire life will be transformed to reflect the life that has entered into your spirit. And that is where soul ties begin to come up. What then happens is that as you are trying to do this, there will now be stubborn areas of your life that will keep creeping up and creating a conflict. And what's the conflict? The conflict is that I am a child of God. I am meant to live right. But yet I find some things that are coming against me and holding me back from living a correct life and those are the things that are soul ties you saw on that uh, drama sketch the man was trying to live a good life but he was bound, he was held down by those ties so while we were growing up as sinners and as unbelievers what Satan did was to train our minds and train our souls in the way of the world he used our friends, he used the television he used the society to train us in different things that were wrong And now when we got saved, our spirits are now connected to God. We have now entered into church, but we are still struggling with a number of those habits. We are still struggling with a number of those things. For many of us Christians, the life of God took some of those things away immediately. Before I got saved, I had to smoke every day. Every day. I was smoking every day. Every day. And I was drinking too praise the Lord when I got saved and the moment I accepted Jesus I tell people that it looks like I got a very good overdose of the Holy Spirit because he just those two things they just dropped that they just dropped instantly that's they just dropped if you smoke near me now i cannot stay around you for five minutes i hate the smell of nicotine hallelujah that i'm not even tempted by it i just hate it <laughs> and that is what the life of god did on the inside of me my life became transformed but for many of us especially on the relationship level We carry a lot of these things over. It's like you carried it over from the old life into the new life. And especially for the first two years of your Christianity, after you get saved, many struggle with bad relationships, old relationships, because you are already emotionally tangled with somebody before you met Christ. Now that you are in Christ, you are struggling to break free from that entanglement and that is what we are here to discuss and you see a lot of times as these things develop by the time you now develop a reputation in church now it's easy enough let's say i got born again today and i'm struggling with a, say let's imagine i'm struggling with a pornograph for instance and i got born again today now it's easy for me to come to church and go to brother paul and say brother paul you know what I'm struggling with pornography. I've been watching the thing. I got saved, but then I'm still struggling with it. Can you help me? It's easy for me to do that. But imagine if I've been sitting in this church for like three years. In those three years, I joined a service group. I'm working with the service. In fact, I didn't join a prayer group. I mean, let's pick a very good group, which is the prayer. The prayer group. I joined the prayer group. I'm praying with them. But can you imagine I'm still watching the pornography? Now, other people have gotten born again after me. They got saved and they have also joined the prayer group. In fact, they have even made me maybe like um, an assistant leader of, some, of a section within the prayer group. But then I'm still watching the thing. I'm still watching the thing. What do I do? How do we get over this? Because we do not have a good system where somebody can just walk to somebody and say, okay, I'm struggling you know I didn't watch the thing <laughs> Hallelujah We all come in our best behavior And that is what we're here to discuss How do I break free From this You've got Pornographic, ag- pornographic habits You've got masturbation habits May I announce to you today That men are not the only ones Who masturbate I hope you know women also masturbate but it's not spoken of very often you understand people don't talk about it so you think it's only a man's problem it is also a woman's problem hallelujah and it's a bad one I'll prove to you that it's a bad one there was a certain man is a Christian got born again on fire for Jesus and as a single Christian he did not want to commit fornication with anybody he didn't want to get involved you know, fornication with people before getting married so he, res- he, res- so he resorted to masturbation and thought it was right do you understand? he thought it was right to masturbate and he kept on at it and then he got married and then he has a child and guess what? because he started and got hooked on masturbation he couldn't stop again after he got married it was as bad as the wife is upstairs on the bed ready for action he goes downstairs to start masturbating do you understand i mean how explain that to me logically i can't that's He's now married, the wife is upstairs, ready for action, ready for coffee, but the man goes downstairs to masturbate. That's to show you that this is demonic. This is satanic. Hallelujah. It just couldn't break it. So if you are waiting for the day you get married to break something, you are wrong and you'll be in for a surprise. Hallelujah. Particularly, it's a challenge for people who want to remain in chastity. Most women who actually masturbate are virgins. You may not know. Hallelujah. Because they don't want to mess up with a man. So they resort to that. But the truth of the matter is that when they do it and they they come out of it, they see that it is actually a very dirty habit. The, 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 the thoughts, the kind of profane thoughts that invade your mind when you are done with a session of it is so bad and it is as bad as the act itself because Jesus said that when you look lustfully upon you know, a woman or a man then you are as bad as having committed the act. Hallelujah. So anything that pushes the thought and enforces the thought on you is as bad as the action because you will eventually perform the action if you sustain the thought. Hallelujah. Those are things that we want to look into. They are real issues. They are real challenges. And they are real problems that we need to look into. Hallelujah. I heard, I I watched... Uh, the announcement that was made uh, last week uh, by our mother in the house, uh, Pastor Mrs. Uh, Peter. And there was a particular scenario that you know, she brought up in that announcement that, look, there, there was a situation where a woman who was married could not successfully get the thoughts of her previous partners out of her mind When it was time to be with her husband. I mean that is a very classic scenario. Those are the things that we are going to break loose from today. In the name of Jesus Christ. You may say you are not yet married. But you are going to get married one day. In fact it might even be what is holding you back. Those thoughts. Because the thoughts of the wrong thing. Are strong enough to stop you from recognizing the miracle that is around you. Many people are praying. Oh God, give me a husband, give me wife. Your wife, God is not going to create your wife today. You know, maybe like put her into somebody's womb today and get born again and get born. Your wife is already born if you are an adult. You understand? Your husband is already born if you are an adult. All you have to do is let the Lord organize your footsteps to meet the person. Okay? But if your eyes are not set In the proper direction You will not be able to meet these people Hallelujah Which is very important David had a problem In the midst of all the great things That David was doing There was still that subtle woman problem Very subtle And that showed up when it was time to deal with uh, the Beersheba was her name yeah and not only did it show up it also showed up in Solomon's life his son and Solomon even had it on a mega level hallelujah he had it on a mega level because of our time i'm going to like you know give you a snapshot of what happened solomon was going to dedicate the temple of god he was going to dedicate it if you read the account of solomon when he was dedicating the temple they said they began to praise the lord in the beauty of his holiness and guess what happened the bible says that the glory cloud came into the temple and the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the glory cloud So the the, the cloud just came in like this and all of us would be on the floor just worshipping God. pastor could not preach because the presence of God was too strong. That was what happened the day Solomon dedicated the temple. Now, if you were in that service, will you ever doubt whether God is real or not? Imagine a cloud coming into this room now and all of us cannot worship God again as if we cannot stand and we're just looking at that cloud in awe will you come out of this, go out of this place and doubt whether God exists or not no you won't but guess what when these women came into Solomon's life should I tell you what happened Solomon began to worship the idols that they came with and Solomon was confused as to whether he should worship the real God or worship their idols so did you see what caused that? Is sexual activity with those women. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that they turned his heart away from the true God. And that is what happens. Because while sexual activity is going on outside marriage, spirits are being transmitted. Things are being passed across. Diseases are being passed across. If you miss the gonorrhea and you miss the HIV, spiritual things are being passed across. Hallelujah. And that's why it's very important. Very important that we break these ties. Very important that we break them, we crush them out. And we're going to be looking into steps that we need to take. Practical steps that we need to take in breaking every soul tie. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy deceive you that you are too far gone to be delivered. Everyone that came to Jesus got delivered. Everyone that came to Jesus and wanted to be delivered, they got delivered. Hallelujah. Everyone that came. And the same Jesus is here. The same Jesus is in the, in, is in the Bible. The same Jesus is the word of God that we are preaching today. So you can be delivered and you can be set free. Hallelujah. No matter how far gone you think you are. Hallelujah. There was a case of some woman somewhere, you know, she thought that she was going to marry this guy and the guy could not marry her or decided not to marry her because his father wanted him to marry somebody else. And the parental influence was strong, so he decided that he couldn't go ahead to marry this lady. But they were so much attached to the point that, now this man married another person, the lady married another person, so they are in different marriages. Guess what? They were so attached, emotionally and soul ties, that when each family had babies now the woman on this side was timing our own deliveries to the delivery of the ex-boyfriend that was married to the other woman so when a child is born on both sides they gave the children the same names and their spouses did not know so the one will give the child a name that she has agreed with the man on this side. Then the man who gives the, uh, his own child to the same name, his wife did not know where that name came from. The husband here did not know where that name came from. And even if you are FBI, you can't know because they live in different countries. Hallelujah. This is to show you how deep these things can run. That, oh, okay, we can't be together physically but let's do stuff emotionally that will enforce the memory. Hallelujah. So habits like um, all these things that they now do on social media, there are plenty out there. Uh, Phone sex. They call it phone sex. Phone masturbation, all those things. You need to break off those things as believers because they can tie your soul deep so deep that when you now get into a proper marriage, your operations will be distorted. Hallelujah. Abraham, when he was, um, when Abraham was seeking for a child, and this one is very important, we need to pay attention, especially ladies. When Abraham was seeking for a child, and this is after God had given him the promise, that you're going to have a son they decided to put that thing into place everyone helps those who help themselves i've never seen it in scripture and it is wrong so they now brought in the housemaid to create the child for them you understand so you can be in a process where you are believing god for a miracle